0: Welcome one and all to Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. Hope you've found your place in the boat. We're setting sail to the island of your dreams or your nightmares, depending on where your brain takes you. Tonight's topic, we will be talking about the sanctity of death and the disposal of the mortal shell, as it were. Now... Anybody who's been alive for at least the past 15-20 years has heard about stem cell research and the benefits slash moral taboos that have formed around its use. This being the fact that fetal stem cells are being used usually from either abortions or from miscarriages and they're being Basically harvested and used in that capacity. And recently, there have been, again, allegations and some some founded proof. I'm not going to confirm or deny it either way because it's just something I would require me to go deep into, and I don't really want to at this point because I don't need a headache that fetal cells were used in the construction of uh, at least a couple of the vaccines for COVID-19. Now, the assumption is obviously these cells were from necrotic uh, hosts. None of them were alive. But the sanctity of life slash death has always been something that has been very divisive, especially across religious beliefs and, you know, the, the non-secular, or the secular beliefs. And it's gotten to the point where it muddies the water so much with regards to both research and morality that it becomes absolutely exa- ex- exhausting to try and rein in all, consider- all concerned parties in a way that actually makes even footing or some kind of some kind of agreement that that, that the wheels can keep on turning this, this feels like a perpetual monkey wrench with regards to these things now as far as my specific philosophy on the use of dead cells is i uh, no longer if i'm dead and i'm not long, no longer using my mortal shell within the expanse of time that you can keep my cells vibrant or useful. And I, I see no reason why you shouldn't do whatever you feel you need to, if it furthers research, depending on how I expired. I see no reason why that shouldn't happen because eventually my, my remains will to my family and I will likely be, you know, disposed of accordingly, whether it be buried as I prefer, or you know wrapped in a giant newspaper and tossed from a speeding vehicle whatever ends up being the case whatever ends up being the value for my family at that time because again i'm not using my i'm not using my flesh my my fleshopod body anymore so whatever they do with the, with 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 the, the refuse at that point and it's purely up to them and whatever is within, the, within their budget or what i've budgeted with, for my end of life plans but obviously everyone has different viewpoints of death and how the dead are to be handled and it goes across culture and it goes in religious beliefs these things are traditions handed down for generations upon generations and with the modern viewpoint of things it it comes to me that there needs to be a more definitive conversation that needs to be had and it doesn't matter what the age of the of the corpse is it could be it could be fetal in nature or it could be an old person there's no age limit at at this point or negative age limit to what needs to be done. There needs to be a banner decision made. You agree with me on this Orlando?
1: Yeah, I agree with you so far. So good.
0: I think that if we need, if we can, it, 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 you can never what, what's the what's the saying you can't make everyone happy you can only make some people happy some of the time or you can't make everybody happy all the time you can only make some people happy some of the time yeah. with regards to this I think at the end of the day there just needs to be a gen- a general dictum that we all go by with regards to re- w- w- decayed remains And if you want to create special caveats for specific circumstances, they should be instilled at the time of the disposal of that particular unit, as it were. Because If you look at a lot of the modern takes on things, I mean, people are getting their remains cremated and turned into diamonds that are being displayed in rings. Some people are having their their, ash, their ashes mixed with compost and it turned into a tree. There's so many different ways at this point. It's the myriad ways of disposal of one's form at the end of life is, is, is absolutely mind-boggling. Not to mention yeah. the myriad traditional ways that still exist. You know, burial, traditional cremation... I'm sure someone's still practicing the Viking art of the, uh, the the sea the sea burial.
1: You know if I was a mariner, I would love to go out that way, but that's beside the point um allow me to at least play devil's advocate at least for a particular moment um, if you want
0: to but I haven't really picked aside anything yet.
1: <laughs> but the arguments that you have so far kind of leans in more one way than another, but
0: i sure digress. Enough so i do need so i do need some resistance so give it to me I, there can be no innovation okay. without conflict. let's do it
1: <laughs> fair enough so you discussed on the methods on why people on how people uh discard the or i should say uh pay their respects to the dead and in, in the manner of how they are uh disposed of but the one thing that is in particular that you seem to uh may have lapsed out is that these are people who have essentially lived their lives maybe cut short or whatever but we're talking about people that for the general part have lived out full lives and have made their wishes as in accordance if we're dealing if we're discussing fe- fetal cells stem cells We're talking about uh, a being that never
0: had the opportunity to live. True. And that's where things get interesting, at least by my perspective. Again, everyone has their own take on how life goes as far as, you know, the, the process of death and things are concerned. How do you? Here's a here's something to really kind of think about. How does one deal with a situation where there, with there is a creature that has not experienced anything beyond rudimentary things such as basic floating locomotion, maybe some rudimentary movements, stuff that isn't retainable as far as basic memory is concerned. It's just more of a instinctual or almost muscular, uh, almost, you know, basic flex function. Yeah, F- essentially instinct. Right. How do you recollect somebody something like that would register as a thinking, feeling creature? Because remember, sure. th- when it comes to when it comes to the, these sort of situations, to me, it feels like the, the the aspects and traits are being placed on these on these beings or at the very least as proxies for people's own personal perceptions whereas the actual the actual fact or at least the visual facts of the matter is they're not sentient at the particular stage in question now yes
1: and that's per- that is a fair point to make but then here's my counter argument we have there are plenty of creatures in which we acknowledge and identify as alive despite the fact that they are not sentient. Look at sea jellies for example. They are creatures without brains. they are creatures that are essentially nerves among soft tissue. They don't swim in fact they have no mean they have no ways to swim they they rock by the current they move by the current of the ocean and yet, Scientists, biologists, and marine biologists in particular acknowledge that they're alive. They're living creatures.
0: Agreed. But what we're I I think what ends up being the, the great the great filtration at this point is that the expectation of higher sentience is the thing that's supposed to stay the hand of people. With you know, when it comes to uh, uh, extraction and use of cells, and if the, the if that's the hang up at that point, I don't agree with it because again, the, the neural impulses and things that, that happen with a jelly it's got no brain, it is a nerve net situation that basically pushes its function, and what you end up having is a living creature in the concept of it eats it breeds and it has basic locomotion. but its demise within the within the construct of the animal kingdom at whatever actually eats it, I'm sure there's something that does does not play a level of significance. And when you contrast that to something like a fetus, which may or may not or a zygote even further, these things don't have the, the, the higher brain functions or capacity for h- higher emotions to really be able to set that kind of thing as a standard.
1: True, but it's at a stage where it can't possibly have it at that particular time. It's not there yet. Whereas okay. something like a sea jelly, it lives in its entire existence. Completely void of it.
0: Yes. And with regards to that, it's a situation more than the fact that it can't survive outside of its current environment. The jelly is bidden to exist in its current environment for the entirety of it, whereas the fetus. Especially because it's in the in the almost larval stages of development, for lack of a better term, cannot survive outside of its current existence. It is effectively, depending on your perspective, a parasite, a, symbi- a symbiotic relationship. If you're being more generous. So, with with that plus its current intellect level, it's difficult for somebody to be able to attach a specific level of intellect to it. It doesn't have the thought process or capacity to do those sort of things, regardless of what organs may be functioning at that point, regardless of what faculties it has access to, because it itself... Perhaps so. but that is
1: also true for a newborn. In fact, for a child... No, in fact, an individual is not able to you know other than the fact that it can literally breathe on its own a child cannot provide food for itself it cannot it cannot it cannot fend for itself for a significant portion of its youth
0: right but the point is yep. the level of, the level of existence it has inside the environment in which it is born into well, I mean, if you really want to get if you really want to get dark with it, we can, because you yeah, can talk about are, stuff like yes. the the concept of the of the prom dumpster babies that end up sitting in there for hours, and are end up end up found, and managed yes. to survive.
1: One just got one took, just got found. A, a, one just got found recently in a dumpster, dead.
0: can't imagine how long it was in there i I don't know at that point it really is the question i'd have to look we'd have to look into it but i wonder how long a fetus can uh, i'm sorry a newborn can exist without human without human interaction or human intervention it can't it can't been it couldn't have been that long if police found it maybe about a week later so we know i can't imagine i can't imagine it existing i can't imagine it living longer than at the very most i'm being extremely generous a day
1: yeah, but I'm 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 saying like they they were the police were looking through the through the garbage because they heard they they got a tip and somebody and they found it. But that's beside the point. I'm saying, like yes, please. The, like if we're going to be having this discussion, yes, it's got to be dark. It's it's got to be brutal because the if we're going to have the most honest discussion
0: we can't leave those elements out. So then it stands to reason by that contrast, at least by what I what I perceive. Again, this is my own thought process on this. Contrasting a newborn to a fetus, a fetus might survive a handful of minutes to an hour outside of the womb before something bad happens to it and it becomes inviable, because that's the level of measurement. It's not alive in the traditional sense of passing away it's cell death of a cluster of cells that has no driving intellect maybe rudimentary function at very at most what we're looking at is a is a cycle of is a cycle of development where you have a situation where a being like that isn't a being it's just in fact a cluster of cells does it sound heartless it is absolutely in that regard Heartless, because the sterility of science does not measure for human emotion. Those things generally, in most cases, are put off to the side. For good or bad is any, is another speculation in and of itself.
1: No, it's neither. Because when it comes to science, science does not... Uh, science does not exist on a moral scale. It never was. Or we wouldn't be doing half the things that we do nowadays. The reason why conflict, like the the reason why abortion is so controversial, is because we have put a moral analysis on the topic in itself. Because if we want to go back into the example of the animal kingdom once more, abortions happen all the time in nature, all the time, with plenty of animals to spare. There are so many species that commit natural abortions, it's not even funny. The human race is not alone in this uh, in this particular uh, action. And that's the cold, hard truth of it. The one thing that you will not find uh, other Christians or I should say the more devout Christians uh, realizing is that it is an inevitable truth in life. The animal, right. kingdom, the animal kingdom is the animal kingdom is full of that sort of thing. And they do far worse things than we would not do ourselves nowadays. But it's it's par for the course for them. For example, uh just just putting it out there, male lions will murder their young, will murder the young of uh of a pride they uh they dominate. They will murder every single lion cub up to a certain age. Why? Because they will not tolerate being... uh, They will not tolerate fathering uh, cubs that aren't his. They won't raise them. So they'll simply kill them to make the female ovulate and be ready for mating. That is a brutality and a
0: reality that we live in. Yeah, but the situation as it is, at least at least by the by the counter force that we are talking of, their rationale is, is we are higher functioning beings and we should not be given to the same brutal uh, whims of mother nature that lesser creatures are.
1: It's a delusion and I, think
0: that, and I think that's a foolish thing to think. Yeah,
1: I agree. It's a delusion. It's a complete delusion because we've we we undergo similar feats that many many other animals in the kingdom, in the animal kingdom uh, perform, but we do it on a much larger scale and in a much more complicated matter. I don't see. I I I fail to see how we are. The more we try to change ourselves, the more the more similar we are to. The, the more primal creatures in this planet.
0: I, what ends up happening is there ends up becoming this homogeny with regards to the con, the, the with regards to the debate about abortion. the morality of such being generalized for all abortions when the concerns that are being levied by, by those who consider themselves pro-life, aren't at the fact of abortions they're at the fact of immoral abortions at least by my rec- my reckoning and the observations and the conversations i've had with people who are pro life there is they 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 believe that the reckless use of uh, abortion is a way to circumvent responsibility and 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 and, and robbing this robbing the world of a potential human being and all that they are capable of doing I think that's a bit I think that's a bit more you know optimistic than most should be but I don't fault them for having a level of optimism about life in general because as somebody who generally is pretty middle of the road when it comes to living with regards to you know the, the benefits, the cost-benefit analysis. Having that level of optimism is rare indeed. The problem is, is it's not being it's not being used for betterment, it's being used as a cudgel. And it makes the whole con, it, and, it, and it taints the whole conversation as much as the individuals on the pro-choice side go out of their way to almost exalt the fact that they get that people get abortions as if it's something as if it's something that they're doing is like a medic almost a, a, a blood rip, even if they don't have the, the tenants for such things in most cases. Yeah, most they treat it, they almost treat it like a like a, some kind of milestone experience. When it's if you ask any person who went through it, painful, it leaves you devoid because you're what you've done is essentially taken modified your biology the people who do it usually say they feel empty for several weeks after they do it yeah because your body makes a great deal of accommodations from the process of actually of this transformation and when you do that sort of thing it can emotionally affect you because of the chemical imbalances that occur because your body has to recalibrate
1: okay so and that's and that's fair and all. So, what do you say for those who are teaching the idea that people shouldn't be ashamed, that people shouldn't be ashamed when they have an abortion? That it should be quite the opposite. That they should be proud that they have it. They're proud that they had it.
0: A lot of people like to say this, and it drives me up the wall. And I've had this conversation with people that I'm I've been friends with for a while. And their statement is is that because they do not possess the facilities, the, the 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 genitalia, as it were, they do not want to comment on such situations. I'm not sure why they feel they need to extricate themselves from it. Maybe because of plausible deniability. Maybe because of personal beliefs. And so, in one case, it's actually that. And that into that person. While I don't agree with them. With their decision, it became an agree to disagree scenario, and I was willing and I was willing to um, Leave let it, it go, let let north and south be let north be north and south be south. But when it comes to those situations where it's like it's their own business, so like yeah, I agree. It, within that context, I agree. When it comes to. God damn sorry what was the question you were asking again orlando i just saying, what
1: do you say to those who who teach others to be proud of having abortions and not necessarily because not necessarily you know uh be you know feeling depressed or in more extreme cases feeling ashamed to have it because it is a because the the idea is it should not have it shouldn't be a heavy decision for one to make. Some oh
0: no, 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 no.
1: Take, Some people take always. it as a be a. He- it, sh- it should it should be a serious decision that one makes, but there are people that are teaching that it's not necessarily a difficult or a uh, or heavy choice one should make. In fact, you should be happy. You shouldn't have people shame you for it. Because it's a good thing that
0: you're have that that you're having it. Okay. In the context of that, because there are actually some um, postmodern uh, satanic rituals that have to actually do with the concept of after-abortion care, and it's basically they it's viewed as a cleansing ritual. Again, this isn't set in stone. Things These are things that I've heard on the grapevine from uh, YouTubers, so don't take any of this as uh, as actual like stricken fact. But the, the 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 thought process is that there's a cleansing of shame and depression with with that as a way to circumvent a lot of the biological headaches that come with abortion. So the instill the installation of pride is used as a way to kind of push out the the postpartum effects of, of abortion as it were. Now, with regards to those who celebrate it as something that they just do as it has, you know, you know as the ease of which is like, you know, changing underwear, to those people I would say that and when you're doing something like that, you're not making that decision lightly in the first place nor should you ever make that decision lightly because if you, if you are able to Mentally divorce yourself in such a way from the process, from the biological processes of your existence, to be able to to shirk that level of duty and responsibility that comes with that sort of thing. So effervescently, so so carefree, then there might be other issues at hand. It's not an easy decision to make, but I don't think there should be shame and ridicule for it because the situation, especially if all, if all decisions were made and all consequences were weighed, it was a decision that was made with all intent to ensure that the, that, that the creature that they were birthing didn't have a terrible life in one way or in one situation or another. Again, situations can change. Life is a mercurial experience that, sh- that goes up and down as we, as we, as we persist but everything's a cost-benefit analysis in regards to what you do with your life at its most rudimentary function so you're always going to ensure that you're making something that is an optimal decision for your existence within the parameters of your hopes and dreams for the future whatever they may end up being so i don't think people like to say that it's such an easy decision to make It depends on your definition of easy. If you are somebody who habitually goes out and is promiscuous and the morning after pill is your birth control pill, then it would seem very easy to you to be able to do that kind of stuff because you never actually even contend with the majority of the consequences that may ever actually occur, which is fine. That's a personal decision my problem ends up being with the need as if as if a point of defiance to snuff it in someone's face that those are the things that you've done. The fact that people have, one of the major headaches to me in life is that the majority of people have circumvented the need for, for personal privacy for the purposes of hoisting a standard. And when it comes to abortion as such a hot button issue i understand that there's just some things you can't get around especially when you have situations where you have corridors of people standing in front of abortion clinics harassing harassing young people as they're trying to go and make decisions about their life because they're going to either an abortion clinic proper or planned parenthood these are decisions that they personally have to make and while i do appreciate the you know community being there to offer them some sort of situation Spiriting them away to a fucking ultrasound, uh, or an ultrasound machine in a goddamn RV, so that they can see, you know, look, it's bur- it's bur- it has a heartbeat. You-, you think this hasn't been thought through? Or are you just trying to? Inst- or are you just trying to trigger the guilt so that they go off and do something stupid with their lives? To me, that that seems much more anti. It's less effective than than you'd imagine it to be, and using that as a methodology to strong-arm somebody into making a poor life decision because it's something that you don't personally believe is something they should do is forcing your personal beliefs on them and within that paradigm i don't i will never agree with it i do not i am I at the end of the day i'm always going to be pro-life because ultimately it's the decision of the person who's carrying the life to make the decision to carry it don't you mean pro-choice i'm sorry you're right pro-choice <laughs> I was about to say, whoa, wait, what? So, something doesn't add up here. What is going on here? My apologies. No, 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 fair enough. You, know, it, you, get on a, you get on a tirade and your brain goes in eight different directions. It just happens. And this is one of those things that just always frustrated the, the, the living daylights out of me. It's why I will always be pro-choice. But when it comes down to it, the the people who have the philosophy of safe, available, and and rare, when it comes to abortion, I can't argue with their logic. <clears throat> but then you, but but now you have to start really laying down groundwork as to how these things are going to function in life, how how these are how these things affect how we deal with the dead, especially of a negative age bracket. When it comes to the human remains, I think we've pretty much, from from age one and up, and even in the months, I think we've gotten that pretty much nailed down with regards to disposal and treatment, for the most part. I mean, the, the poverty-stricken people usually have their own set of problems, and that's something that never truly gets ironed out in an effective way. Look, look. You can't. This is gonna be sound horrible, but you know you can't do. Don't count the
1: poor because the poor always has a problem. There will always be an issue with the poor. That is a given. It's not something that needs to be detailed out. It's like the poor always have a problem since it's
0: since the inception of uh, of society. That's fair. The, 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 we'll leave that. We'll leave that as gray and nebulous as it's always been. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. But I think when we hit two, when we hit two zero, and the negative age brackets, there's this perpetual, constant resistance on both sides. The immutable object versus the irresistible force scenario. For whatever reason, profit gain, personal mor- moral beliefs, whatnot, on disposal. And if you get down to brass tacks when it comes to it, it seems pretty straightforward to people who make, who, who are logical thinking human beings who have a perspective that isn't completely and utterly clouded by a specific dictum or judgment by a, by a quote unquote higher religious authority. It's not even that. It's more, um, the
1: logical the, the logical think practically they think they think practical so it only makes sense that you would go ahead and use uh you know fetal uh, fetal tissue and stem tissue for uh experimentation or in research i mean hell even though it's technically illegal Governments do that with human beings, living human beings, all the time. We do it with animals. We do it with other people. We don't mention it. I mean, why, hello. Hello, Tuskegee Experiments. But it's something that people do. Humans do it amongst living humans. The practical reason would be a fetus can't talk.
0: It was never capable of it, so there's no guilt in it. Because there's a, the, the, it's when you get down to the scientific criteria of a human, it's much easier to divorce yourself from the more, more the, the more tradition based moral aspect of of either religious belief or you know more village based. Yeah. uh Traditions that would kind of dictate that that sort of thing should be frowned upon, if not never practiced. Yes. What you end up having is this is a love is this is this dis, disjointed distortion by both sides to paint the other in a way that makes them seem like they're monsters. In a the reason
1: is because the side that fights for uh pro, the ones that are pro life. They're the ones who are adamant on, quote-unquote, showing at least some semblance of respect to the living and the dead. These are creatures that – these are fetuses that will never have an opportunity to live. They're done. They never had. they were denied the chance to live and now they will never have that opportunity whatever they could have possibly have been
0: it's gone you're you're basically trying to create a receipt out of thin air for a life that a, a life unlived
1: yes and when you the look pra- at it in a practical the, and a utilitarian
0: that is that is the practical response a
1: receipt of a human that didn't exist but that's because you denied that receipt from being created in the first place. It was already under the process and you canceled it before it finished. So think of it like a newspaper press. Everyone's getting their orders. It's printing out perfectly fine then there's an emergency shut off and when that shuts off it leaves quite the mess and many of those newspapers they're not getting they're not getting released now the difference is that at least with the prep with the newspaper press they can recycle those newspapers into new newspapers and there wouldn't be a difference you can't Fetus and turn it into a new a newborn child. That's it's done. Game.
0: <clears throat> My problem with that thought process is that with regard if we're kicking back to that particular thought process, you can make parallels even to that to the animal kingdom as well. When it comes to most animal species who are predatory in nature there is not a single part of something that, that that dies that doesn't get used by one organism or another nothing yeah. goes to waste and it should stand with in, in any situation especially with regards to something that is subliving at least as far as our human standards are concerned that you wouldn't waste those cells either this again when it's when when the collective amount of cells that are in an organism like that could basically fill up a sanitary nap- napkin it, it, you it, or be tossed into a biohazard garbage can it's very difficult for me to contextualize going out of your way to give it a burial or you know set you know put, you know carve a boat out of out of a strong a strong birch and you know shoot arrows at it and sink it into the ocean the theatrics seem the theatrics are wasted on a situation where though there's viable information genetic information there that can be used for the greater good of humanity true but again like we spoke
1: uh if we're going back to the human uh, the human standards that we have uh it's some no, it's still a being that could have been any single one of us
0: that is again when you're looking at a 1 in a million chance like that you would you would end up destroying yourself staring standing and staring into the infinite trying to figure out the, the different situations and circumstances that could occur why why is a person would you want to be bogged down with what could be in a situation that you have no control over personal? At that point you're just exercising your control over a situation that does not directly concern you.
1: Yeah, true. That and that's fair. But that is something that is a situation that person has complete control of and they are making the decision to do to uh, to go through with it anyway.
0: Yes. And if, and if all due diligence was done, then they weighed the pros and cons of the situation and made a decision accordingly. Again, each individual person is given to the choices that they make. And with regards to the situations, guilting them is not a for not empowering them. That isn't a level of informed consent like taking a medicine or getting a medical, pro- getting a basic medical procedure, where you know all of the working parts. Of those situations, you're not inf- you're not giving them information of a medical nature. You're inflicting upon them a, a, a guilt trip scenario where you are going. But imagine what this li- the life could be, not realizing that the moths that are that that are that are in the pockets of the individual they're talking to basically could dictate exactly what that person's life's going to end up being, at least for the first part of their adolescence. These decisions aren't made lightly. And the ones who do so usually are doing so in a preventative manner that that is usually being... It's usually being linked to abortion as something that is being done uh, post-pregnancy scenario. Now, when it comes to more gray areas such as late-term abortions and the like, the murkiness definitely gets really, 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 really dark. And that's when I start to have issues. But my overall stance remains the same. Because in most cases those decisions are made because of the, there is there is a stress factor situation where the life and the, the life of the mother and the, the and the child have the potential to be affected adversely in a way that could either kill them both or kill the mother. And at the end of the day, if you're looking at things practically, you tend to want to keep the mother over the child in a situation where the child could potentially kill the mother that's my perspective on it obviously everyone has theirs but I'm looking at this in a very utilitarian way and that's perfectly fine it's not now understand
1: it's not that I don't disagree it's not that I disagree with your uh, with your points
0: where do you disagree then? I said I didn't it's not that I disagree Oh in general usually when you say that kind of stuff there's usually a but or an or an and No
1: no That's no, why I thought No I thought you were going to I thought you uh, I I believed that you may have may have thought that I may have had some disagreements with the whole thing when I was
0: No playing. no I thought you were still going on the devil's advocate angle so maybe yeah. you had accounted that I'm,
1: I'm fair enough
0: <laughs> It's no big deal I just I wanted to make sure that there wasn't any further context because I want to make sure that you get all of your information out because you know, I can't, we can't go. We can't, we can't keep going with in this conversation. If it becomes more one-sided than the other, because we're again, we're looking at things from every conceivable angle. And we both, I think at this point agreed that, you know, barring specific situations, like, you know, like, 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 you know, uh, genocide or a situation where, um, a gruesome murder etc although those deaths are generally factored in and generally taken care of in specific ways and have already been archived for that it's when we hit you know newborn slash you know pre-born life that what things just don't don't make any goddamn sense it's, Lewis black said this a long time ago and it's hard for me to disagree with his with his thought process a final definitive answer. a a set in stone answer needs to finally be made determining when life starts the parameters of such need to be laid forward what what is considered life by the by society because if i were go if i were going by that particular scenario basic human thought processes instinct of fully fledged instinct of survival basic motor functions and ability to reason and absorb information basic grasp on human emotions would be when a a creature at that point exists so like newborn and on would be that would be that time frame for me but obviously you could make arguments to go to the, eight, the seven, eight, nine months when there's a certain level of fetal development where they have mobility and motion, but they're not at the rational thinking feeling phase. If I had to put a hard fast on it, I would say when the mother starts showing if you really want to be technical. And in most cases, if you look at the way abortion laws are set, in most states, that's about where it is. I believe it's five to five to nine months was, I believe, the the cutoff point. I could be off by a month, but I, in general, it seems about right. Because you are you are now waiting into the second slash third trimester scenario, where where fetal viability becomes much more conducive. And obviously, with premature births, there is a point when the fetus can live outside the womb. But now without a great deal of tubes and wires and, you know, nutrient slurries and a bunch of other factors, essentially it doesn't, it's not viable on its own own. It's viable in an extremely controlled environment scenario. Okay. That's the, that needs to happen. Otherwise, at the end of the day, it might as well be a mini pizza in a freezer section like Louis Black says, because we're spending a great deal of human intellect on something that still happens despite the protestations of people who are pro-life. And here's
1: here's where I'm going to disagree with Mr. Black on this. It's not about when we can determine life, uh, life begins. It's at what point do we value human life because there are many aspects of our society right now where we can both be compassionate caring and helpful to our fellow man and at the other side of the coin where we will not give a single fuck pardon my french about what happens to even full grown adult human beings one of the biggest arguments for pro-choice is that when the child is born often there is no little to no help for the mother who could not care for the child anyway so at what at what point do we value human life if we value it at conception then there should be more then we should be doing more to aid the mother of the child at conception because we should at the very least uphold those values but if we're not then we are essentially wasting our time at determining when life exists when we can just as when we can just as easily discard a fetus as we can a full grown adult
0: agreed but my question ends up being is the people who are contesting these situations they don't offer viable alternatives for the for the discarded fetal tissue in question and whatever uh, whatever suggestions they do offer are convoluted at the very most at least from what i've seen I, it like just toss it in the trash. You, you you weren't allowed to interact with that. That's not your. That's not your yours to do anything with. It's sacred. It, it sells. I could peel off a fucking hangnail and that. Pardon my French. And it's the same scenario. Nope, can't do nothing with it. Uh, that is needlessly labyrinthine for no reason. So okay, that's a fair point.
1: But keep in mind that only up until relatively recently, as in the last 30 years, was the burial of adult human beings not even close to that level of consideration. You mentioned earlier in this, in this discussion on how some adult, um, how some uh, full grown people were being buried or, you know, the methods of discarding, you know, corpses such as. You know, you turning them into compost or cremating them, etc. Those are relatively recent additions to human disposal. Most of the time, humans simply buried them, even if they could find use
0: for them. If we go back, though, if you look at that situation, if if you go back to like
1: go go back centuries almost no humans were essentially used in the way that we're considering today when it t- in terms of disposal hell we it's the reason why mummies are a thing because humans used to mummify the rem, no, the remains of other human beings hell if you go to hell if you consider ancient egypt th- for their mummies especially their rulers they were given completely luxurious homes to the dead despite them never ever needing it i'm saying that for for the longest of time humans when they had a greater respect for the dead did not need did not need to find a reason of use for their dead Now, granted, I will give you that there are plenty of other examples where humans were just as, if not, far less or completely inconsequential, such as, I don't know, you know, mass graves and whatnot. But for the most part, human beings had some some sort of respect to a level of degree for their dead it wasn't necessarily done so in practicality it was merely for the fact that the in the absolute inevitable acceptance of our own mortality we have at least some sympathy a uni- what should be a universal level of sympathy and empathy for the fallen
0: My counter to that is with regards to scientific innovation, if you look at it, it's something that's much more recent in human history, contrasted to the more to the to the religious and tradition based um, rituals that were enacted on the dead before. And yes, they are expressions of, you know, dignity for dignity for the dying and the dead in one way or another whether it be through through something much more you know locally traditional or something much more universally religious and to me respect for the dead should always be observed but if you're looking at it from the, if you're looking at it from the reverse lens at least at least at least pre-death in that regard this goes back to our conversation where we talked about immortality. And locked within the dead usually is the secret to some sort of life, some sort of quality improvement of life. And while I agree that the majority of a mortal shell should be discarded with you know some level of human decency, I don't believe that at any point there shouldn't be an opportunity to use the the, the corpse... As necessary to benefit humankind to that point. As I stated before, the the person using it's no longer occupying it in one form or another depending on your religious beliefs. There's nothing really for them to do with it at that point as they cannot cognitively move its locomotion, nor would they be, you know, particularly perturbed if you took pieces here and there, as long as the whole of the unit's still in place more or less but when it comes back to the concept of fetal tissue there's not enough there's not like I said there's not even enough to fill a, fill a shot glass in most cases when, And like I said the, the, when you when we're going to the, the pro-life perspective and from what I've talked to people it is a generalization of specific abuses of abortion as a method of contraception or a method of shirking responsibility in the cases of somebody who may have mental issues or in the case of somebody who just doesn't live a whole and chaste life whatever bullshit nonsense that may be and that to me is a blanket indictment of the process that it shouldn't be generalized should be much more nuanced because of the varying situations that people find themselves in where it's required. Not to mention that at the end of the day, it's not your business what they do. You make it their your you make it your business because you, because we as creatures transmit our emotions and feelings and our experiences through our actions, are trying to intervene in someone else's life either because you made the same mistake and feel as though someone else doesn't need to follow your path which good on you for that thought process but at the end of the day they are the one they're the ultimate arbiter of their lives and they make those decisions themselves or you are or it's a passion play scenario where everything that you may have done in your existence you are watching play out in their existence or maybe you're just—it's—it's—an it's ounce of prevention scenario over a pound of cure. I don't know the, the, the myriad reasons why people become pro-life, beyond the simple Jesus says no, or or whatnot, are are irrelevant to the to the situation. That if if any of these people had even a ounce of libertarian viewpoint, it's none of their business. Personal freedom, at the end of the day, is something that is extended to the person who's living that life. And while you could make the statement because it's always the counter, well, the, the being inside of you is a life too. No, it's a cluster of cells that doesn't even have the cognizance or rational thinking to do anything other than slink. It's not even humanly shaped by the time they, these people make these decisions. It's not like they're going to the abortion clinic in most cases, unless it's a case where the baby might kill the kill the mother... They're not going there and getting whacked like a pinata until the thing comes out like slop- like sloppy salty jelly. This is not some kind of terrifying dystopian nightmare. This is a situation where a person is making a making a decision, a very hard one. Of you and you intervene and pe- you are intervening yes. in something that does not directly concern you. And what happens with those cells afterwards are determined by the by the by the mother because it's her decision on how those things get done now if you want to intervene at that point i would still say it's none of your business but i can understand why you would have that feeling but with regards to that situation and the myriad of things that we can do with those stem cells it becomes a situation now where you're hampering human progress because your morality is preventing you from understanding utility purposes. This isn't a situation, a, a conspiracy situation. They're just mills where, where pregnant women are dragged off into into flipping dark corners. Their, their, their children are aborted and harvested. The, that's one of those things that people need to get out of their heads. The conspiracy theories abound about, about you know fetal tissue baby mills. There's no absolute way that would actually occur outside of the the black market that does still exist. That one I can't say anything about because, you know, whenever there's a market, there's always a need. Exactly. But to I'm not gonna say anything about
1: that. You you can make that the just as the, the same as the poor situation. That's a given. I don't think that needs to be mentioned.
0: But it's being what's happening is it's being paired off with the existing use of fetal cells as a stymie development and growth in that particular avenue because it's viewed as synonymous with, with, with between each other and it's not. Well if sure you have, someone will come if, out if and go official,
1: and if the official institutions are doing at the very least the, the best they can with what circumstances they end up with. Yeah, understandable. Now, the tin hat theory idiots can go ahead and make the uh, question if these institutions are working coincide with that those same black markets. I don't know how you could possibly get them to think or... Persuade that it
0: isn't at all the case. My problem is this: when I see an when I see someone pop up on YouTube with an article that goes, you know, Planned Parenthood is selling fetal remains to universities. My response is, yeah, and it's the same rate way somebody would sell would give their body to science when they're dead. It's a it's another it's cadaverific essentially.
1: It's not quite the same because at the least when the person donates their body to science, they're making a conscious choice while they're alive to do so. The fetus was never alive to begin with to be uh, to be given in that particular direction. I'm sorry.
0: That's not quite the same. Not necessarily, because the situation still remains the same. In cases of altered mental mental capacity and in the cases of, of, of vegetative states, if a person has not made a conscious effort to have an end-of-life program because of relative age and such, power of attorney falls to the family or an immediate guardian. So they that are is, the ones who end up making the decisions. So with regards to the fetus, the mother still ends up making those decisions because they have power of attorney over the remains regardless. That's that's under le- that's under
1: legal uh conditions we're not, uh, i mean i'm not sure if we're st- still discussing i don't i didn't know if we were bringing legal anal- analysis into this
0: to a point we are neither of us are lawyers but in regards to those situations where i have actually watched a power of attorney play out with other family members it stands to reason that those again someone can always prove us wrong and feel free to leave a voicemail on our voicemail line if you wish to actually counter counter us in anything, I'm more than comfortable reading you know reading your voicemails on on our next show if that's something that you wish to talk about. Anyway, I would imagine through common sense, because it's the superpower that no one has, that that would actually be the same case with regards to disposal of fetal tissue. It's up to the mother how it's disposed of, and in most cases, depending on the mental faci- facilities of the person involved they likely go and just say go ahead and do whatever you want with it i'm not going to be able to do anything with it it's not like they, they're going to be able to afford a burial they were only can only afford the 300 dollars to get the thing aborted in the first place that's more of a financial circumstance but in general it, it, it's just what it is it's like in the case of situations where there's a parasitic twin they some some just discard it some bury it just depends on the situation at hand but that's neither here nor there like i said The faculty, the situation at hand is, in some cases, an adult can't make a decision on their final life things and power of attorney always goes to the next of kin in those regards, whether it be a significant other or children, and they may donate their body to science in that regard anyways, based on personal preferences. Again, if those people know that the person who passed away well enough, they may make the decision, well, they would want this to happen because of X y or Z again the person's dead they can't really get any further in, input on you know how that works and in some cases depending on the persistent vegetative state they might not be able to do it because they don't have access to the person in a rational capacity. the cut and the parallels to that and a fetus who doesn't even have the facilities to be able to talk you know the phantom receipt scenario as we've created yeah it's it's a situation where it's the same uh, roughly. I'm sure, again, someone can say that, you know, that's a lot of gray areas and such. But again, what are you gonna, What can you say to the situation of, of what ifs, if that's all you're going to dwell on at that, at that particular situation? There are a ton of people who are already suffering who don't get any kind of any of that consideration in and of itself. Being more concerned with something that hasn't even existed yet, when you have orphanages full of kids who have no, who have no homes, to me reeks of hypocrisy that can't i can't even imagine
1: hypocrisy at least by the biggest accusers because let's let's be honest those are the ones who are the ones screaming the loudest and yet aren't really doing anything to combat to combat uh the problem they're just shaming others for the no, for for whatever reason for whatever whether they're overly zealous or they're clearly misinformed. I'll I'll, I'll stick with the former, though.
0: Eh, Again, on an individual basis, it can go both ways. I'm just personally... the the the, when it comes to these artificial barriers that are created by a by the by by a moral minority in some in most cases and again my statement is it more regional there is a large there is a large contingent of people who are pro-life and there's a large contingent of people who are pro-choice and that's why we have the schism we have with regards to this particular avenue but when you're doing a but even if you, at that situation you're discarding cost-benefit analysis for gut feeling and and religious and religious uh, bravado and those things to me are not conducive to a functional society if you're so, doing your due diligence and making the statement what is the benefit to society versus the consequence of us doing it if it's already dead what to me there's no there. There should be no further conversation. It's not coming back to life, as you said before. It's not becoming another baby if we repurpose it. Why not get the most out of the situation, bad or you know terrible? You 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 created like, an artificial barrier of entry to something that could potentially help so many people. And that part I do agree with wholeheartedly.
1: I believe at this point, now that it's already been done, you might as well go and you might as well go along with it. The argument now, the argument though is on that it shouldn't happen in the first place. And unfortunately, that's just that, that's not happening. Regardless of whether they like it or not, ab- abortion's going to happen.
0: And whether it be legal or
1: otherwise, that's something that they're just going to have to accept. It's never going to be outright completely, completely banned. Just like with gunfire, just like with guns in itself, you're never going to be able to get rid of every single abortion or stop every single abortion. It's not happening.
0: yeah but at that point they just want what they want to do is stymie this situation because there's a to them there there feels to be an overflow or a overuse of the procedure that they perceive and whether they're doing it because they believe that people need to be uh, be held accountable for their actions which, in any particular situation, that a person doesn't have control over their, their 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 immediate physical form, I would agree with that scenario. But that's not the world we live in. Abortions are something that can happen. The the knowledge of which exists everywhere. This is this is long since you know letting the genie out of the bottle scenario. You can't really put it back in whether you want it or not, as you said. Yeah. mitigating it while, but by that rationale is just foolhardy. If you are going to state your case, you have the opportunity to present this information in a, in a vehicle that can be easily accessed. Whether Planned Parenthood lets you put those pamphlets in there or not, or presents them at, at the time of abortion, is not really relevant at this case. Though standing in front of a, 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 in front of a building that offers a, offers a much-needed service and acting like a weird, you know, fetus, fetus mafiosa is strong-arming and extremely incorrect. So, and, and, and at the end of the day, that also goes and works its way into the whole weird conspiracy, and yes, it is conspiracy, nut job scenarios that we, we find come out of the woodworks all of a sudden. Like with COVID, you know, allegedly having fetal cells in it. Again, I, I'm given by my utility nature to respond. Yeah, and if it was something, if it was a, if it was a way to, to, to create a situation where there were people who could find access to the MR, the mRNA. Bleh, I can't even say the the acronym mRNA. There we go. Vaccine in a way that's that that's supply stable i see no reason to believe that that's something that shouldn't be done now if something reprehensible happens in the background like there is some terrifying black market shenanigans that are proven i'm talking about proven not tabloid rag shit that pops up out of nowhere that people all of a sudden are are dictating as fact when it's not
1: and it's not then, technically outside the realm of possibility we just you know just like we just like everybody else post up the proof
0: well, yeah post the receipts put do it in the public do it in the public forum let people make their own decision if you can't sway public opinion and people keep doing it then guess what it's just going to keep happening if it's something that bothers you that much obviously you have to make those you have to make the changes Make the changes in, in in your immediate area that you believe will be better for for your for the, your immediate society, and go for and and stick with that. Trying to make bigger changes by you know throwing out debunked information in one way or another is, is counterintuitive because all that ends up happening is people stop believing you over what could potentially be actually groundbreaking information to to a contrary situation. And while I and while I am always a, an arbiter for instilling a level of morality into scientific innovation because there needs to be some level of restraint over the whole process because if you leave something unchained to unchanged from human morality, eventually you're going to hit a you're going to hit the, the you're going to hit the the point of no return where you may potentially do something more harmful than helpful. One of the, one of the ways that we help,
1: uh, uh, reinforce that is going back to that question that I stated earlier. Like I said, it's not about when life, when we decide life begins, it's about how, what is the value of a human life?
0: Depends on who you talk to. If you're talking to a that, an insurance, no, if you're talking that, to an insurance adjuster, about fifty k.
1: <laughs> what I mean is that question that Lewis Black had. He said it was about the only way that this situation gets resolved for sure is that we finally make a definitive, uh, uh, where we have a definitive consensus on the matter. That's the consensus the world needs to make. What is the value of a human being? Because no,
0: no, 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 no. no. His consensus was when life starts.
1: Yes. And I told, and I said, I disagree with that. That's not what we should be answering before that. We should be answering. What is the value of a human being? Because it doesn't matter when we determine what, uh, when life begins. If we don't value, if, if there's no value or, or no consist, there's no consensus on the value on that on on that on that start it's meaningless
0: my problem with that is if you ask any number of people the value of humanity of a human life changes so dramatically that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't have a different answer from another person. What you have to try and do at that point is trying to create a median, And that's that's the true. And that is, that applies
1: as well to when life begins, you will find many different, you can line up 50 different people and you'll probably get 50 different, different answers on when it begins.
0: And therein lies the problem.
1: That's what I'm saying. There needs to be a consensus, but my belief is that there needs to be a consensus on what is on the value of a human life before when life begins. Because there, because once we make that determination, then we can have a better determ- uh, a better consensus on when life be on when life begins.
0: Fair enough. I, I agree with you in that sentiment. I think that I think that ultimately needs to be the, the the building blocks for understanding on both sides, whether that happens or not. It's its own headache, but I I think that with regards to that, I a hundred percent agree. And Fair. moreover, and moreover, it will actually create it will create an effect where w- it will create a series of very obtuse types of value for human life that would all be on insurance claim adjuster for a company with a high hazard job experience. Those especially with like a business that deals with with, uh, high hazard uh, job occupations. Oh boy, you'll find out that the value of life has a very different very definite amount to, attached to it as far as temporal wealth is concerned and it is mildly depressing mildly you say oh oh i'm undercutting it by a lot the stories i've heard it 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 it, it kind of shatters my my perspective of humanity and i mean if you really want a total a total life in financial wealth i mean if you're talking about a of like delivering a baby. I mean, you're looking at what a solid 15 to 20 K. So a newborn baby's life total, total that it's beginning is 20 K to start with. Jesus. Yeah. It's uh it's, 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 it is, it's a thing. And boy, howdy, is it a thing? But yeah, <laughs> I think overall in, in summation, what, what, what we were talking about, the, the, the concept of, of, of death and the The treatment of human of the human she- mortal shell has definitely evolved over time, at least in ways. But i I would I would hazard not in uh, more positive ones, especially as you know money gets attached to that sort of thing and such. But when you get down to brass tacks, I think that there definitely needs to become a much more unified consensus on on those sort of things for the betterment of for the betterment of our society especially and the ways that you want, and and the two ways that we do so are in your statement the value of human life and within that context and that being that being you know agreed upon when life actually starts i think once those two things are finally sussed out and put on paper we definitely can have a more robust conversation about those sort of things and still probably be able to keep some level of tradition, traditional tenant and religious tenants in the, in the conversation to an extent. At,
1: I mean, I, I can agree to an extent the sooner we can figure out these two particular Uh, questions the sooner we can finally move past this because at this point it's only going to get rockier as things go on as things go on like this
0: I I think I think what people end up looking for is this tenuous balance a way to keep these warring factions from just going at each other but if conflict drives innovation, I think at this point, we need to just let the, you know, let the doors off the hinges and let, let nature take its course in that regard. Because what we're doing now is not really doing anything. It's just moving. It's just walking in place with no real defined direction.
1: If we want to get technical, we've been walking in place for the past 200 years.
0: Oh, in many ways. But with regards to human life, it's been... In human life and death—it's definitely been so so much less refreshing. Yep. And boy, howdy, it, it gets exhausting at the end of it. that's why I ended up co- ended up going with this subject matter this week, anyways. It's just with everything that was going on with with the with the quote unquote revelations, alleged revelations about you know uh, fetal cells being used to create the vaccines. When you contrast that to Religious ex- religious exemptions for a lot of people with that sort of thing. I imagine it's a pull, It's it's like feeding it's like feeding a vegan a, a burger after telling them and it wasn't a real burger. It's a pull. It's a it's a gotcha moment that you shouldn't allow occur, allow to occur. Oh in- please,
1: that's it's more common. You, you might as well go the the common route, feeding a person the impossible whopper and telling them it's a real
0: whopper. I have had those. I could lie to myself, but. (laughs) Fair enough. Though the sodium content on those is a bit ridiculous, such as it is. I, I, I can understand why there would be probably levels of animosity in that situation, because there might have been a myriad of people who might not have gotten that vaccine if they had known on the initial. This goes back to our statement about informed consent. That, Look, to me, is, is a snow job if I've ever seen one.
1: Look, I, I personally was already suspicious when the government was already being, you know, wishy-washy on the level of information they were uh, willing to disclose. All I'm saying is, if you're going to be using stem cells, at the very least, make sure that the vaccine works with the stem cells otherwise what was the point
0: what was the point indeed <laughs> you're not going to hear me argue that one thank you so much
1: ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed this rather rocky cruise we it's rather enlightening and we hope that you, you are looking forward to next week we will have a brand new episode, brand new topic. We hope to see you
0: then, or whenever we get around to it, whatever comes first.
1: What he said. <laughs> we need a we need a send off catchphrase.
0: <laughs> ca- I thought cast off was our send off catchphrase. That's what I used in the show uh, in our our show plugs. God damn it, I forgot it. Do you not listen to the fucking thing after we record it? No. You don't you don't, do you? You piece of shit. <laughs> That's fine, neither do I, but I listen to it upon editing, so I know what's being said, and I'm the one who puts it all together. So yes. I not only did I actually I actually put music to our last episode, I actually put music to our show notes as well. Or show plugs, I guess, would be the better word. Fair enough. It's what you asked for. Now, I'm not going to use the same... Uh, I'm not using Rusevine for everything, but I'm using Rusevine as our intro-outro, as we usually do. And I have it for um, our show plugs as well. I just pick a relatively lounge-themed song, de- de- determining determined on upon when I create the actual um, uh, video or recording based on the type of topic that we're doing it was something more somber i pick some i'll pick something that's a bit slower just something to kind of tie everything together as we're having the conversation cool fair enough yeah just trying okay. to keep cohesiveness and evolve our evolve our platform as we go and that's that's that's
1: all we can ask I don't know if we can do the the round table tonight if we're I'm getting this fucking choppy
0: okay if it ends up getting that choppy, I'm expecting I'm gonna be doing multiple segments anyways. so we'll break between subjects and just start new new streams as we go along that way we don't have to deal with that fucking headache. I All would right. prefer to see I would have prefer to uh, to use Skype and see if I can just record off of Skype and just hand Jason that because if I can do that, then I can put my headphones on and I can just go to my computer. Let me do some tinkering around before I ultimately make that decision, and uh, I'll come to you with my results. Okay. All right. See All you right, in a bit.
1: Yeah. Thank you for listening in to the Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. We are humbled that you have given us your time to listen to us, discuss things. If you would like to hear more from us, you'd like to see more from us, uh, I have personally a account on Twitter under the name of Ragnarok Knight. My co-host here also has an account on Twitter as well. He goes under the name of Punk Toast. We also have a Facebook page under the name of Captain Mediocre's haunted Tiki Bar if you would like to uh, check that out for updates on when we have our sessions
0: we also have our voicemail link in the show notes we will be having voicemails read during the course of our records going forward as long as there are voicemails to be uh, to be listened to um Any further inquiries on that, uh, do feel free to PM either of us on Twitter or you can go through the actual Facebook page to ask us any queries as well. Thank you so much to all of you. Safe travels to you all. Cast off, friends.